I put others above my own personal branding interest. And that is my brand, right? Yeah. Like my brand is to help others. I hope it is. I hope it is. If it's not, I need to recalibrate, but that's part of it. And that's part of what I do. Welcome to Rep Your Brand, a podcast for B2B marketers who are looking to build their career through a strong personal brand. Rep Your Brand is hosted by Nick Bennett, one of LinkedIn's top voices on field marketing and personal branding. In each episode, Nick captures stories on how to overcome the challenges marketers face with growing their brand. So if you're a marketer looking to open doors and create opportunities that you never thought were possible, then listen in to get tangible tips and strategies to build your very own personal brand. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rep Your Brand, a podcast for B2B marketers who are looking to build their careers through a strong personal brand. I'm Nick Bennett, and this podcast is brought to you by my friends at Motion. They're a done-for-you podcasting service for scrappy marketing teams in B2B tech. They're two of the nicest guys around, and the work that they do is truly world-class. You can find them at motionagency.io. And today, our guest is Jared Robin co-founder of Rev Genius and honestly a personal friend of mine. I am super excited to have him on today. Jared, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's so nice to be here with you, Nick. Thank you for asking. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it. Everyone knows who you are. You built a mega community that we'll get into. But I want to kind of start with how you got into this whole thing. So like go back to Right before Rev Genius, you know, early last year, and what were your thoughts? Like, what were you doing at the time? What made you continue to get active on LinkedIn and like start to say, "Wow, this could actually turn into something"? Yeah, so really good question, and and my answer might be interesting. Like, I lost my job right before COVID, not because of COVID, which was a bad coincidence, but you know, leading up to it. I realized like the end was near and I started reaching out and trying to build up networks outside of my work. And what did that look like? It looked like me joining a couple communities that were already there just because I saw them on everybody's LinkedIn profile. For instance, I'm like, okay, let me research that. It led me to reaching out to my college that I went to like 15 years later. I'm like, can I be an advisor for the startups? Like I, I have some experience and just like getting out there right? Putting myself out there. And then from there, losing my job. So that planted the seed, right? Like, oh, this community stuff's interesting. And, and the seed truthfully was planted seven years ago when I launched a fashion magazine. I had 10,000 monthly readers, something that not a lot of people know. I think I posted something on LinkedIn a little bit ago with a picture from like fashionista.com. And without realizing it, like we threw events every time a magazine released we threw an event and tons of people came and they were socializing. And that was just like part of the magazine world. I didn't look at it as community. Fast forward, the last couple of jobs I had were building two-sided marketplaces. Okay. And this is super relevant, right? So whether it was working with brands, Nike, magazines, et cetera, and connecting them with fashion, photo shoot, or campaign talent, models, photographers, hair, makeup, stylists to do their full shoot, I was connecting people, right? Like in a business place. And then in art, like artsy on the blockchain, I ran growth in Salesforce. So, you know, connecting people in like a business capacity with like some sort of dollar amount, like business model in between, like percent of what was going on on the platform or stuff like B2B on the platform was planted. So now we come in to right before COVID 
I've had this in my head and my body and my soul, but like not really thinking about it. And COVID hits. My 12 interviews a week turn to one that I have to fight for, and just like everybody. And I'm like, okay, I have to get out there more. I have to do something above and beyond. So sending videos with Vidyard, awesome, great. But like, that was hard. I'm like, what can I do above that? So enter Justin Welsh's playbook. You know, I was following him. I'm on LinkedIn. And in fact, you know, one of my strategies, like whenever I applied for a new job on the side or whatever, was to like put LinkedIn as part of the mix. I remember at the time, Outreach in particular, the brand, the software as a service company, all their people were posting. We're talking like a year, year and a half, two years ago. And they were getting tons of traction for like what seemed to be normal posts, like nothing special. And they just rallied for each other. And it was really spectacular. And I'm like, okay, trying to like engineer this. I'm like, why don't we have a 13 person company? Why don't I get 13 likes every day and figure out how to go from there? Nobody liked it. Like I got two because <laughs> that's what happens, right? People are like, yeah, yeah. It takes outreach with thousands of people to get to a hundred likes understood. But so I'm like, okay, when I lost my job, I'm like, I need structure. And literally Justin Welsh's playbook was the first organized structure that I had dealing with LinkedIn. I think that leads to this conversation today. That's honestly, you touched on so many like different things there that I want to unpack, but it's like, I want to go back to the piece that you said that when you were like applying to jobs on the side, like you wanted to make sure that LinkedIn was a part of it. And so I know Justin's a big fan of this. I'm a big fan of it. Like you don't need a resume anymore if you are building your brand on LinkedIn. And like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how do you tie in for people that do want to apply for jobs? How do you make LinkedIn the center of the focus for everything that you do so that you get noticed? Yeah, I'm going to be empathetic to the listeners that have a job, that want to find the next thing. And, and that also their company still has proverbial shackles right on them from stuff. Yeah. When I was posting on LinkedIn, my thought process was I worked for a marketing agency before not working. And I'm like, I got to post marketing content. I need to post something that attracts the people that are potentially buying. Everything I do on LinkedIn from a sales rep or head of sales perspective had to generate sales. That's how I was thinking about it a year ago. And some people still are, and they're not wrong. And to do that, I had to show, and this is funny, I had to show that I was an expert, but I wasn't an expert in marketing. This is my first. So what I did was I reached out to like our strategists and I had them, I said like, what are the top three things you could do in paid advertising? Like, oh, you know, the right creative, the right audience, the right CRO on site. And I'm writing about this full of, you know what? Like, so it wasn't me and I was trying to attract the people. So word to the wise, don't do that, right? So that's how I thought to do it. So understanding your brand and and i fully agree like if your brand's big enough you don't need a resume and that's important but if you're still at a company how do you create a brand and not overstep the company i think it's important that your brand is your brand whether you have a job or not you could say that five times right like your brand and i think hopefully that puts people at ease right like and if they're at a place that doesn't allow them to be themselves like What's my brand? Motivational, inspirational, thoughtful, like whatever, like leaving people with a certain feeling. And then you speak to people just like you or people who aspire to be you or people who could learn from you. Wow. Like 
I could do that with or without a job. But I think as soon as that switch is switched and that your brand doesn't change job to job, like from crypto to marketing <laughs> to fashion to community, it stays the same. That's the big aha moment I had. And I think that being empathetic to people, like it's not just saying like, yeah, because you're right, but it's also how do I get to the point to really be open to listening to that? And it's like build your brand and let your brand be you, not the company you work for. Yep. And not you at this point in time looking for a job or this, you. I'm a community person. If Rev Genius fails tomorrow, I'm a community person that still believes in Rev Genius, right? But believes in the idea of community-led growth. And that's who I am at my core. And the next person to hire me or whatever is going to know exactly like what they're getting. Exactly. I mean, you and I talked about this. What was it last week? It was like the community qualified lead. It's like the thing in like community. I think like a lot of marketers underestimate the power of community and like not only like sponsoring a community and things like that, but also like, you know, just getting in deep and like being entrenched in that because one, it helps you level up as a person Two, it helps you just get like more eyeballs on the company that you work for, whether you sponsor them or not. If you're interactive and like you're providing value, people are just going to tie two and two together. And then just like being able to just be a good person. And so like, do you think marketers are missing out that aren't doubling down on community? I'm not going to just say yes, because yeah. that's the obvious answer. <laughs> So we both spoke at SaaS Insider yesterday. Awesome conference. I don't know if you watched me plug you a few times and, and everything. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, why not? Like, this is a place for friends. I also showed one slide from Twitter yesterday morning in real time. Okay. All you marketers, CAC is big for you. That might be your life. So an investor in A16Z, Andreessen Horvitz, love him or hate him. They're one of the top tier VCs posted this. If you're focusing on CAC over community, okay, your company might already be dead. That's powerful. Okay. Yeah. So that's my answer to you. If you're North Star metric, you're focusing on over community, your company might already be dead. It's crazy. It's so true though. And it's like, you know me, we've known each other for a bit now and like I'm big on community, but I just think it's such an underutilized and under leveraged piece, especially in like a digital first world. And like the people that have a strong personal brand that leverage community that understand how to like tie all these pieces together. It's kind of like take Alice who I work for. It's a gifting company. Gifting isn't going to be a silver bullet, just like community isn't going to be a silver bullet, but it's like, how do you pull all these pieces together to like enhance your pipeline strategy or enhance your brand strategy? It's like, you need to understand how to like leverage all these pieces simultaneously to, to be successful, I think. What do you think about that? Yeah, you do. And where my head goes with community in general, when people say community, they often think micro community, but like, I'm thinking, what if, as I think of the evolution of Rev Genius, like social media platforms, they're not communities because they're not set up to be that way, but they have the biggest collection of people in a single place, I believe, right? And they have the highest valuations as a result of that. I mean, you know, not the highest, but you get my drift. They're all the way up there. And every single company invests in them for marketing, advertising, every single company with a budget. 
but yeah, you need to have an integrated approach with everything, period. And as I say, you have to say hi. Like, what's the best? Well, start by saying hi in this channel. <laughs> hi in this channel. Hi in this channel. Hi didn't work, but you got a little bit of a response. Okay, let's say something else. Let's send something else, etc. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. So I want to pivot to more towards like the LinkedIn piece right now. And so like you've got just, you know, just shy of 23,000 followers. You've had tremendous growth. And so you've also started to be more active on Twitter. You know, Clubhouse, is that really a thing anymore? Some people are still on it. I have kind of fizzled out on that wave. But like Clubhouse is a thing. So like if you're a marketer, or someone that's trying to build a brand, where do you spend your time between all these platforms? Because you can't be in every place all the time. So like, where would you focus your efforts? Yeah, so LinkedIn first. And my dad and I had this conversation. Here's something, you know, an interesting anecdote. My dad, he's a coach, like a career coach, a life coach, you know, in addition to his main gig. And he was putting that out there on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, there was a lot of interaction, sure. And they were friends and whatnot. I said, dad, you know, why don't we fine tune the business and be a coach for salespeople in particular? Like you've spent 30 years selling, you know, nothing better, you know, as much as anything as any salesperson. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I said, you could empathize this is the point I'm trying to make. He's like, yeah, absolutely. So with that little focus, we brought him to LinkedIn where they live, right? Like, and where you could target and his feedback after a few weeks, and you've probably seen some of his posts, he's like, I've had some of the most genuine interactions with people more than Facebook. So, you know, saying that from his perspective, where it's not quite a fit, imagine if it is a fit, like, that's incredible. He said, every other day, he's posting there, he's a big fan, and he'll get to the everyday part after his busy season's done. But you get the idea. So LinkedIn is a great starting point. Why is it a great starting point? One, you could understand the algorithms and stuff and figure out like some of the stuff there. Two, you could literally find your audience. If your audience is on LinkedIn, that's something super interesting. And you could literally find your ICP there and who they are and all of that and, and connect with them. And then when you're connected, they could see your content and stuff like that. You can't do that as easily in Twitter, although I do like aspects of Twitter. I think LinkedIn is a little more strategic where you could plan for and that than Twitter. But I do think Twitter has some likes to it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. So like I started off on LinkedIn and like went over to Twitter and like I was active for a bit. I've kind of fizzled back out just because like I realized LinkedIn was kind of like my go-to. I want to go into like Jared Robbins mind kind of, or like, you know, who are two to three people that you get career advice or like people that you really trust that have helped you more than probably people actually know. You don't have to know them personally. You're just like, if it's well-known people or whatever, just like people that you go to. Inspirational. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So from a product standpoint and and what they're doing standpoint, Ben of MakerPad and Cortland of Indie Hackers are interesting. You know, one of my values or one of our values is thinking outside the box the SaaS world is very much in the box, if that makes sense, like very much, you know, like where I'm wearing a backwards hat, there's somebody saying, oh, and long hair. Uh, and there's somebody else saying, wow, that's bold. You know, the past worlds I was at, that was different. It was more normal in the marketing B2C world, right? So those are slightly outside the box. And those two run really great community businesses. And then author Michael Brown, 
I've read his book eight or nine times and I've spent 80 or 90 weeks going through meditation with him. And I think it's important to mention that because I posted the other day that the most important quality for an entrepreneur to have possess is level-headedness. Some people say like, oh, be able to bounce back from rejection. Yeah, that's part of it. That's part of it. But it's also like if somebody leaves for the moment or if a deal, forget a deal not closing, if a client leaves or or something like that, just being level-headed and being able to stay in and not overly emotional. And Michael Brown, reading his book that many times is big, but like he has no presence on social, ironically. So I can't really go back to the new thing he posted, which is kind of interesting as well, right? If you're somebody that's spiritual and gives self-help, how much is that going to evolve and change day to day? Are you there to do it, to give new content and help people in a different way? Or do you have an ulterior motive to put your own being out? Sorry, Tony Robbins and, and <laughs> you know some of the others. But like, you know what I mean? It's like there's a genuineness of just putting a book out and being like, that's my last book and having to buy the first version on Amazon Marketplace. So like those three people for business and for, for level-headedness. But um, my dad yeah. as well is an extension of the Michael Brown in the modern day that I could actually talk to. Nice. I love that. So I want to go back to, to Rev Genius for a second because you guys are hiring people. You know, you got Asia and you got DJ, all these other people, you know, Liz. And so like a question that I have, I'm interested because Rev Genius is just going to continue to grow. When you're hiring people, do you look for people that have a strong personal brand? Is that important to you at all? That's an awesome question. I think for certain roles more than others, I think it's a cherry on top, Nick, like for sure. Like we're looking for a community manager right now that is going to be an engagement person, is going to be all of our programming, a face of the community, if you will. And I think that becomes a bigger thing there. Yeah. You know, DJ didn't come with a strong personal brand on LinkedIn, but he has a big TikTok and he's going to build it. And he just posted something awesome yesterday. It's a combination of having a personal brand or knowing how to get that, like knowing the formula. For instance, how charismatic are you with the audience? He posted the dopest screenshot yesterday on LinkedIn. He had a hundred plus interactions. You never hear from him, like just like that, like did not share it with anybody, just did it. A picture of the email that Dartmouth sent him when they found out he was Airbnb his futon for $80 a night, telling him he could not do that. Showing how enterprising he was just a few years ago. That is really thoughtful, smart, funny, like relatable, right? Like, so like having a strong brand or having that personality that could create that, I think is part of it because not everybody's going to come in the door with that. Some people need to learn. Are they open and willing to? But like, yeah, I mean, with Asia in particular and the whole team, but like Asia is talking about too. I'm like, can we give you like an assignment to post like five days a week? on LinkedIn, just because she has that too. And I know that, oh my gosh, she has such a good like juju and good everything. And she's so smart that if she just puts it out there, it's going to go like wildfire. So why not do that? And, and Liz too. Liz out of nowhere posts, what should I post? It had 700 likes, right? And I think that's the power of community as well, y'all. Like having a strong personal brand or being open to have that, right? Like the secret hack is like knowing all these people like really well. So like when Nick posts, like, of course I'm going to support him. When Elizabeth posts, of course you're going to support her. I think that's big. But yes, to answer your question, for certain roles more than others. 
Yeah, definitely agree with that. I got just a couple more questions for you. Like, let's talk about your source for inspiration for your content. Like, what does your workflow look like? Like, do you store ideas? Is there a, you do use your notes section, an app or whatever? Like, how do you figure out what you're going to talk about? I fly by the seat of my pants. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if people want to hear that or not. I'll get inspiration from social, from the news and things that are happening. I don't plan my posts a week in advance. Some people do. More power to them. I think they're probably doing better than me because of it. <laughs> right? Like, and, and maybe I should do more of that. I plan my posts one to two days in advance. Also, I do some like big no-nos, like promote events and stuff in my posts and promote others yeah. because I realize that I have a community and I also have an audience, right? So like I want to support others and sometimes I just use the audience to support others for the benefit of the whole and i'll be damned if it doesn't help them right like i put others above my own personal branding interest and that is my brand right like my brand is to help others i hope it is i hope it is if it's not i need to recalibrate but that's part of it and that's part of what i do so like for instance my buddy from college calls me is like i'm out of a job here's what happened i'm like damn you're like a great candidate and I'm sorry to hear that and all this. And like that post that day, it was like, let's get this dude a job. Needless to say, he's like, Jared, I had five interviews the other day, four of them were because of you. That's crazy. Okay? And then he's saying round two, round three. I have people at companies like HubSpot saying we hired two people from Rev Genius looking to make it a third and giving you know softballs there. And yeah, so like, I think it's important to understand that your brand isn't just on LinkedIn, it goes to everything. And if you're a good person all around, it'll help you build your brand even more, right? Absolutely. You actually just kind of like fed me into like the last question that I had for you. So some people say personal brands about adding value. Some say it's just being yourself, which I mean, I could see both sides of it. However, this doesn't really offer someone tactical advice. So like for Jared Robin, what does adding value mean if you're a marketer that's looking to get started? I think simply it's a, it could be a couple of things, right? It's teaching somebody something they didn't know and need to know. Okay. I think learning is one way to add value. Getting somebody a job or an at bat for a job will always be adding value. Like that'll always be at the top. Like you could be speaking to somebody tactically, whatever, then they're out of a job. What's their priority number one? They don't care about tactics, it's getting them that job. Yep. Okay. Like no matter how good, like that's your priority one. Getting somebody a job will always transcend value. And yeah, so teaching them something, getting a job or connecting them with somebody or empowering them in some way. That's why our mission, educate, empower, inspire, like speaks towards giving value in our opinion, educate, empower, and inspire. Geez, I never even thought of it like that. Like our mission, the three seemingly fluffy things are actually concrete ways that we look at giving value. Yeah, that's huge. That's amazing. All right, cool. So I want to wrap this up. Where can people go to learn more about you, learn more about Rev Genius? Like, tell people, plug whatever you want, tell people where to go to connect with Jared. RevGenius.com. You come to me on my LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com in forward slash Jared Robin will get you there. And go to Nick Bennett and ask to, to get in touch with me as well. That's another way. <laughs> Have Nick, the host of the podcast, the, the best brand, flow through him. Use Alice on the way and we'll all be friends. Amazing. Jared, thank you so much for coming on today. It was a pleasure hosting you. Everyone, 
I cannot wait till you hear this episode. I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Rep Your Brand. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you learned something new today, it'd be great if you left us a review. We'll catch you next time.